Welcome to Story Station, Episode 8. In this episode, you can listen to three South American stories. The first story is titled, Why the Tiger and the Stag Fear Each Other. Listen to this fun story to find out the real reason why the tiger and the stag fear each other. The second story is titled, How the Rabbit Lost His Tail. Did you ever wonder why the rabbit doesn't have a tail? Listen to this story to find out. The third story is titled, The Rabbit Throws Out His Sandal. The rabbit has always been clever. Listen to the story to see how he uses his cleverness to save his life and deceive the other animals once again. Hope you enjoy it! Today I will read a South American story called Why the Tiger and the Stag Fear Each Other. Once upon a time, there was a large, handsome stag with great, branching horns. One day he said to himself, I'm tired of having no home of my own, and of just living everywhere. I shall build me a house. He searched on every hill, in every valley, by every stream, and under all the trees for a suitable place. At last he found one that was just right. It was not too high, nor too low. Not too near a stream, and not too far away from one. Not under too thick trees, and not away from the trees out under the hot sun. I'm going to build my house here, he said, and he began to clear a place for it at once. He worked all day, and did not go away till night. Now in that same country, there lived a large, handsome tiger, with sharp, sharp teeth, and bright, cruel eyes. One day the tiger said to himself, I'm tired of having no home of my own, or of just living around anywhere. I shall build me a house. Accordingly, the tiger searched for a place to build his house. He searched on every hill, in every valley, by every stream, and under all the trees. At last, he found a place which was just right. It was not too high, nor too low, not too near a stream, and not too far away from one not under two thick trees, and yet not away from the trees out in the hot sun. The tiger said to himself, I'm going to build my house here. The place is all ready for me, for there isn't very much underbrush here. He began at once and finished clearing the place. Then it became daylight and went away. At daylight, the stag came back to do more work on his new house. Hmm, he said, when he looked at the clearing. Somebody is helping me. The place is cleared and ready for me to build the foundation. He began to work at once and worked all day. At night, when the foundation was laid, he went away. At night, the tiger came to work at his new house. Hmm, he said when he looked at it. Somebody is helping me. The foundations of my house are all laid. He began to work at once and built the sides of the house. He worked all night and went away at daybreak leaving the house with sides completed. There was a big door and a funny little window in the side. At daybreak, the stag came back to work on his house. When he saw it, he rubbed his eyes, for he thought that he must be dreaming. The sides of the house were completed with a big door and a funny little window. Somebody must surely be helping me, he said to himself, as he began to work to put on the roof. He worked hard all day. And when the sun went down, there was a roof of dried grass on the house. I can sleep in my own house tonight, he said. He made his bed in the corner and was soon sound asleep. 
At night, the tiger came back to work on his new house. When he saw it, he rubbed his eyes, for he thought that he must be dreaming. There was a roof of dried grass on the house. Somebody must surely be helping me, he said to himself as he entered the door. The first thing he saw when he entered the door was the stag sound asleep in his bed in the corner. Who are you, and what are you doing in my house? he said in his deepest voice. The stag woke up with a start. Who are you, and what are you doing in my house? said the stag in his deepest voice. It's not your house, it is mine. I built it myself, said the tiger. It is my house, said the stag. I built it myself. I made the clearing for the house, said the tiger. I built the sides and made the door and window. I started the clearing, said the stag. I laid the foundations, and I put on the roof of dried grass. The stag and the tiger quarreled all night about whose house it was. At daybreak, they decided that they would live together there. The next night, the tiger said to the stag, I'm going hunting. Get the water and have the wood ready for the fire. I shall be almost famished when I return. The stag got the wood and the water ready. After a while, the tiger came back. He brought home for dinner a great, handsome stag. The stag had no appetite at all, and he didn't sleep a wink that night. The next day, the stag said that he was going hunting. He told the tiger to have the wood and the water ready when he got back. The tiger got the wood and the water ready. By and by, the stag came back, bringing with him the body of a great tiger. I am nearly famished, said the stag. Let's have dinner right away. The tiger hadn't had any appetite at all, and he could not eat a mouthful. That night, neither the tiger nor the stag could sleep a wink. The tiger was afraid that the stag would kill him if he shut his eyes for a minute. And the stag was afraid the tiger would kill him if he slept or even pretended to be asleep. Accordingly, he kept wide awake, too. Toward morning, the stag got very cramped from keeping in one position so long. He moved his head slightly. In doing this, his horn struck against the roof of the house. It made a terrible noise. The tiger thought that the stag was about to spring upon him and kill him. He made a leap for the door and ran out of it as fast as he could. He ran and ran until he was far, far away from the house with the roof of dried grass. The stag thought that the tiger was about to spring upon him and kill him too. He too made a leap for the door and ran and ran until he was far, far away from the house with the roof of dried grass. The tiger and the stag are still running away from each other until this very day. The house with the roof of dried grass waited and waited there, in the place which was neither too high nor too low, too near the river nor too far away, not under too thick trees nor out in the hot sun. It waited and waited until it got so tired it fell down in a heap. The End I hope you liked this story. The next story begins in a moment. Today, I will read a South American story called How the Rabbit Lost His Tail. Once upon a time, ages and ages ago, the rabbit had a long tail, but the cat had none. She looked with envious eyes at the one at which the rabbit had. It was exactly the sort of tail she longed to have.
The rabbit was always a thoughtless, careless little beast. One day he went to sleep with his beautiful long tail hanging straight out behind him. Along came Mistress Puss, carrying a sharp knife, and with one blow she cut off Mr. Rabbit's tail. Mistress Puss was very spry, and she had the tail nearly sued onto her body before Mr. Rabbit saw what she was doing. Don't you think it looks better on me than it did on you? asked Mistress Puss. It is surely very becoming to you, replied the generous, unselfish rabbit. It was a little long, too long for me anyway, and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you keep it if you will give me that sharp knife in exchange for it. The cat gave Mr. Rabbit the knife, and he started out in the deep forest with it. I've lost my tail, but I've gained a knife, said he. I'll get a new tail or something else just as good. Mr. Rabbit hopped along through the forest for a long time, and at last he came to an, a little old man who was busily engaged in making baskets. He was making baskets out of the rushes, and he was biting them off with his teeth. He looked up and spied Mr. Rabbit with the knife in his mouth. Oh, please, Mr. Rabbit, said he, will you not be so kind as to let me borrow that sharp knife you're carrying? It is very hard work to bite the rushes off with my teeth. Mr. Rabbit let him take the knife. He started to cut off the rushes with it, when snap went the knife. It broke into halves. Oh dear, oh dear, cried Mr. Rabbit. What shall I do? What shall I do? You have broken my nice new knife. The little old man said he was very sorry and that he didn't mean to do it. Then Mr. Rabbit said, A broken knife is of no use to me, but perhaps you can use it, even if it is broken. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you keep the knife if you will give me one of your baskets in exchange for it. The little old man gave Mr. Rabbit a basket, and he started on through the deep forest with it. I've lost my tail, but I gained a knife. I've lost my knife, but I've gained a basket, said he. I'll get a new tail or something else just as good. Mr. Rabbit hopped along through the deep forest for a long time, until at last he came to a clearing. Here there was an old woman busily engaged in picking lettuce. When she had gathered it, she put it into her apron. She looked up and spied Mr. Rabbit hopping along with his basket. Oh, please, Mr. Rabbit, said she, will you not be so kind as to let me borrow that nice basket you're carrying? Mr. Rabbit let her take the basket. She began to put her lettuce into it when, out, when it fell out of the bottom of the basket. Oh dear, oh dear, cried Mr. Rabbit. What shall I do? What shall I do? You've broken the bottom out of my nice new basket. The old woman said that she was very sorry and that she did not mean to do it. Then said Mr. Rabbit, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you keep that broken basket if you will give me some of your lettuce. The old woman gave Mr. Rabbit some lettuce and he hopped along with it saying, I lost my tail, but I gained a knife. I lost my knife, but I gained a basket. I lost my basket, but I gained some lettuce. The rabbit was getting very hungry, and how nice the lettuce smelled. He took a bite, and it was just the very best thing he had ever tasted in all his life. I don't care if I did lose my tail, said he. I've found something I like very much better. From that day to this, no rabbit has ever had a tail. 
Neither has there ever been a rabbit who cared because he had no tail. From that time to this, there has never been a rabbit who did not like lettuce to eat, and who was not perfectly happy and contented if there was plenty of it. The end. I hope you enjoyed this story. The next story begins in a moment. Today, I will read a South American story called The Rabbit Throws Out His Sandal. The rabbit was in the cave that was the abode of all the animals. The snake, the turkey vulture, the buzzard, the deer, the lion, the skunk, and the coyote. They began to get together there to discuss how they could kill the rabbit mayor. The rabbit is often called the mayor. But the rabbit mayor was very clever and was looking for a way to escape. They began to keep watch on him in that house because they intended to kill him. But they were not able to kill him as they had planned. They wanted to smash him to pieces. Make him come out so that he will die right now. Don't let him escape. That good-for-nothing mayor has deceived us too many times. Well, now he's surely going to be finished. We are going to finish him off. Be on your guard and don't let him get away. When he comes out of the cave, we are going to smash him to pieces, for there's a lot of us. Pity him. Compared to all of us, he's nothing. We are many against one. I hope now he's going to pay for all the crimes he has committed against us. That's why he must die now. You turkey vulture, go and watch for him to come out. And you, dear, go right after him. Since you can run as fast as the mare, you'll be able to catch up with him. Be on guard, all of you. All right, they said. Snake, you look to see when he comes out, and we'll all pile on top of him. You, Snake, call him. Come on out, hurry, said the townspeople. Wait, said the rabbit, I'm taking off my sandal. But hurry, said the snake. Wait, I'm coming out. Wait for me there, I'm coming out. Well, hurry, said the townspeople. All right, said the rabbit, I'm coming out now. Please catch my sandal, I beg you. The townspeople answered, Catch his sandal, throw it over there. It's not as if it were your father's sandal, that you're obliged to carry it. All right, mayor, throw out your sandal. And the turkey vulture caught the sandal. He gave it to the deer, and the deer threw it away, as they thought that it was the rabbit's sandal. They were all shouting in the cave. They didn't know that it was the mayor they had thrown away. Come on out, shouted the snake into the cave. Come out right away. When they realized that he wasn't answering them, they were sad. They sent the snake into the cave, and the cave shout and the snake shouted. He's not here, he's not here. Throw it far away. He's not here, he's not here. He came out, said the snake. He's not here. Maybe it was him we threw. Did you notice if it was his sandal that you threw away? The lion asked the deer. Come on out, snake. All right, the snake came out. Afterwards, they began to kill each other on account of the mayor rabbit. He managed to go free, and when he was far away, he laughed at them. Someday you'll pay for the crimes you committed against me, the mayor. You wanted to kill me, but you weren't able to. Just wait and see what's going to happen to you later on. The end. I hope you liked this story.
thank you for listening to Story Station. We are adding stories as frequently as possible, so check back often. We would love to hear your feedback and any questions you may have. Thank you. Thank you.